welcome to episode number 14 of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ. This is Brian Dill. I'm Jackson Wells. We are so glad that you have joined us for another episode of this podcast as we want to continue to investigate how to maintain our Christian identity in the world in which we live. Today, as we get started with this episode, our lighter part of the conversation, I'm going to be sharing some random facts I love, with Jackson. I love this. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite segment. Now, these are random facts. Uh, the term fact um, might be used a little loosely because <laughs> I didn't do a ton of research. Oh, but, boy. Uh, so if somebody listening, if you feel like the need to dispute some of these facts, uh, leave that in the comments, and uh, we may co- have to correct. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. These are these are so random. I can't, this is going to be great. If you, if you have evidence that these are not true, uh, I'd say we'll go with that. Jackson, first of all, have you ever been to New York? I have not. Furthest north I've ever been, I think, is Washington, D.C. No, okay. I, I take that. I've been to northern Ohio for a wedding, which I think okay. is higher that's, than Washington, D.C. Yeah, it's right there with about Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Yeah, yeah, we're right on the border. Okay, okay. So did you know that you are ten times more likely to be bitten by a New Yorker than by a shark? I, I did not know that. <laughs> um, well, let's say, what I, in the world does that say? <laughs> I have been to the beach a lot in my lifetime. Right. When I say a lot, I mean like probably once a year on average. Okay. Never been bitten by a shark. <laughs> I've seen sharks like on the shore where we were swimming. Sure. But oh, I'm, really? Yeah, well, like, like a fisherman caught a shark. And oh, I mean, okay. Like, it was like a... That's pretty it was, cool. It was probably a four-foot to four to five foot shark. Like right. it wasn't, it wasn't a little baby. That's awesome. Yeah. Never gotten bit. I don't even know if I've been touched by a fish. Um, right. Okay. And yet. <laughs> you're saying that you're if more... I go to New York, there's like a 50% chance of me getting <laughs> bit by a New Yorker. I don't Yorker. know what that equates to percentage wise, <laughs> but I mean, I know we have some people who listen to this show apparently that are from New York. This yeah. show is pretty regularly downloaded by the state of New York. I think they're uh, fourth on our most frequently downloaded state. Um, so if you are listening to this show and you're from New York, I'm very curious, why are you biting each other so much? <laughs> or, yeah. Um, <laughs> or if you need to get out. If you need to get out and like right. escape the biting that is going on, just let us know. <laughs> also, and connected with that fact was it said you are also more likely to be bitten by a New Yorker than by a rat in New York. Wow. <laughs> what is going on up there? I don't know. <laughs> Again, See, here's... here's I, that, this is not true. This, this could be total... This could, that this is not true. Like, Somebody share Who's that. going around reporting rat bites, you know? Right. Like, well, that's true. <laughs> who, Maybe you need a rabies shot. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know what to think. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't either. <laughs> Okay, all right. Random fact 
Number two. I know that you like cheese. I do like cheese, yes. Uh, Cheez-Its specifically. Cheez-Its? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One time I was at Waffle House and somebody, they were talking about cheese. They were like, I really like cheddar. I really like American. I was like, I like squeezed cheese. <laughs> and it, it, this was the people behind the counter were discussing the type of cheeses that they like. And I said, I like squeezed cheese. And they lost it. They're like, who is this dummy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did you know that if you play music... This is not true. I guarantee this is not true. You play music to a cheese wheel. What? <laughs> the music choice impacts the flavor. No, no, no. What? What scientist has sat down and? Okay, what's so about stupid it? about this is that there was a study done no. <laughs> in 2019. They played classical, rock, electronic, and hip-hop cheese to different (laughs) cheese wheels. Okay. (laughs) And (laughs) hip-hop. The hip-hop wheel came out having the strongest flavor and aroma. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, part of me says... How there have to be other factors. How scientific... Yeah, I need need you to send me that. How scientific was this? Like... (laughs) Oh my goodness! I, I don't know. I maybe Who in the right mind feels the need to suddenly say, "I wonder what this cheese would taste like if I played it some Tchaikovsky." <laughs> okay, so this I've heard of this before, but with plants, where if you play uh, music oh, to your plants, okay, sure. I've even heard people but those say, are living things. But I've also heard people say that if you like talk to your plants. Like encourage your plants, You're, you can You'll do get it. locked up because you're you, insane. <laughs> you, one, that that's the first that's that's going to come after. Um, but they they say that that helps your plant grow, and so again, internet Maybe. people people take this to the next level, and so they'll what be like, geez. they'll be like talking to their plant or whatever, and then they have another plant that they're doing the opposite side of the experiment. Is if you talk down to your plant, <laughs> if you insult your plant, you you stupid flower. <laughs> You're the worst flower I've ever had. Oh, my goodness. Random fact number three. Oh, man. So uh, I think both of us, we drive a decent amount. Yeah. uh, Day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. When you're out on the interstate, Mm -hmm. you're driving, you know, there's white lines that divide the lanes. Yes. You know, it's not a solid white line. It's, I don't know. The dashed. The dashed line. How long do you think those dashes are? This is one of those things where you don't realize it until you stand right next to one. Uh-huh. It's like a stoplight. You don't realize how big a stoplight is until it falls on your car and That's crushes true. you. That's true. I'm going to go there 10 feet. That's exactly right. Really? They're 10 feet and it's 30 feet between dashes. Really? I wouldn't have guessed that. So, uh, yeah, that's one of those where I, you know, I would have said... I don't know, three or four feet long, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's perspective. Like, if right. you go, like, the arrows, if you look at an arrow from the top angle that's, like, painted onto the road, it looks oblong and weird. Yes. But the way you're sitting in your car, the perspective that you have, it makes it look like a normal arrow, which right. is which right. cool um, that they were able to figure <laughs> that out. Okay, last one. Last random piece of information. Talk about animals. Okay. Right? Like animals. I do like animals, like dogs. Did you know that giraffes and humans 
have the same number of neck bones. I did. I did know that. I did know that. What in the world? How gigantic must each neck bone be in a giraffe's neck? Large. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so this, this. you're thinking, you know, uh, my neck <laughs> is it, that five, six inches long? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder is is it the same number of neck bones or is it the same number of vertebrae? Well, I believe that's the same thing. Well, isn't vertebrae your entire spine? Well, oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> neck bones is what I read, okay. so I don't know. <laughs> Again, well, either either way, somebody who knows the correct information, feel free to share. There's in something the in there. We, I, I've heard that. I've heard that we have the same yeah. number of those types of bones, which is again ridiculous because giraffes. Is it giraffes? Is that the plural? Gi- gi- it has to it be. Has to be. Yeah, <laughs> giraffes. It, it it's insane. It just is. <laughs> well, I like giraffes. Do you know that? Elephants can't jump. El- uh, I've heard that about a few, like hippopotamus, uh, rhinoceros, elephants. Something about their knees. Yeah, they 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 can't do it. Yeah, there's also an animal that can't walk backwards. That's also a rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so all our zo- zoologists, <laughs> all our zoologist friends, yeah, just yeah. call in and correct us. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Because there's a decent chance that at least half of what we have said is not right. <laughs> I'm curious if all of what we said is wrong. I, I still, why are you playing music yeah. to cheese? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to like a cheese tasting or whatever and be like, is, was this, is this the... Is this the hip hop cheese? Is this was it the was it cheese or the electronic <laughs> cheese? Was it Jay Z or Eminem? <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we're going to try now to move into the meat of the week as best we can. And today's question is, am I a worrier? Now, if you clicked on this thinking that that was an A instead of an O, this is not an episode about am I a warrior. Which would be a fun, would be a fun episode. Maybe later that would be a good episode, but today we're talking about am I a worrier? Am I someone who worries a lot? Of course, a lot is a subjective phrase. Yeah, it is. What might be a lot for someone might not seem like a lot for somebody else. And maybe how you deal with that uh, differently. But I imagine that that regardless of what you consider to be a lot of worrying, I imagine every one of us at some time in life has struggled with worry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I know I have. I mean, I, I know that there have been times when it has been stressful and I'm worried about what might happen or, or, those, or what could happen, those types of things. So let's, let's start here, Jackson. What, what do you see as some of the typical causes for our worries? Why do people worry? So the, the first thing I think that you can categorize most worry if you can't control it, that is where a lot of worry comes from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're if things it, that are out of our control. Yeah. And we talked about this recently. We mm. talked about, you know, I have no power as to what happens in Russia and Ukraine <laughs> and right. the Middle East. I have no power That's over right. that. But man, I still worry about that. Like I'd be lying to you if I never thought like, well, what if I get drafted? You know? That's something that when I take a step back from, it's like, well, 
you get drafted. You can't worry about <laughs> it. Like there's that you can't you control can it. it exactly. Right? A lot of the things that I see kids. It's interesting when when working with kids. You you talked about there are some things that people worry about that might not be a big deal for other ones. Working with kids, you get the whole array. When you work with teens, anyways, you got some right. that that are worried about the the little things like. The, the, the amount of hours that they're able to, to spend on their phone per day. <laughs> right. And then you've got some kids who are, you know, worrying about, okay, well, where am I going to go to school? And sometimes there's things that are out of your control about the decisions that you make there. And then you've got some that are even worried about things like, well, my, my grandparents' salvation, I'm worried about it. And then you're like, sure. it, 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 it can cause a lot of anxiety. Um, so it, it Typically, from from what I see, if you're worrying, there's a good chance that it is something that's out of your control. Yeah, and and I think that's part of what feeds the the worry to begin with. Yeah, is because you you start dwelling on what might happen, and that list gets longer and longer and yeah. longer the more you dwell on it because. Yeah. Because you have no control over yeah. it, because you're not able to intervene in any way, yeah, and it's the things are going to transpire, and you can't do anything about it, and you're just stuck. You yeah. know, like the the concept of endless possibilities. Oh man, is is real? Like like there are <laughs> endless possibilities, right? But there is only going to be one thing that happens, whatever situation it is. There's only right. going to be one thing that happens, right? So you can dwell on all the endless possibilities and really <laughs> worry yourself sick. You can, or you cannot worry about the things that you can't control. Which I'm I'm sitting here saying this like I'm s- some person who doesn't ever worry. <laughs> I worry all the time, and and then I'm constantly reminded if it's not in my control, then there's nothing I can do about it. There's no reason to worry. Like you said, that's challenging. That's a difficult thing for us to do. To just set it aside, it's easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. But it's a, it is a good reminder for us that, hey, you can't control this. So, what are you going to accomplish by worrying about it? Yeah. And I think really that's what Jesus says in part of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew six. You yep. know, which one of you, by by worrying, is able to add? anything to their life yeah it just doesn't accomplish anything i think and you you in our in our notes you got some statistics on worrying anxiety i i am curious if jesus knew that worrying takes takes days off oh (laughs) (laughs) and that's why he was saying right worrying is just going to make your life shorter and if that's what you're worried about then stop (laughs) all right so what else what what are some other things that that uh, we typically worry about we there are there are some things that we can control that we worry about again going back to our to the kids that I, I teach one of the and I'm glad that it's something that we talk about but salvation is something that we we talk about a lot and it's something that kids worry about what's beautiful about it is we we do have control over our salvation we, well sort of we have the choice to put on Christ and right. enter into a relationship with him serve him be Christians and and because of that we have salvation the the scary thing is that Christ didn't have to die for us God doesn't have to show us mercy he doesn't have to forgive us for our sins but he does but he like, did. it's written right. down like he did so there's no reason for you to worry that you don't have salvation because if you're living your life in Christ what do you have to worry about? <laughs> right, right. 
And I, th- and I think sometimes people uh, get it in their heads that it's one mistake and all of a sudden, you know, I'm doomed, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's not really the the way this the scriptures define the the those who have wandered away from the yeah. truth. You know, that's not really what we see. If that were the case, then and and people understood it that way, there would be a lot of people walking around miserable, <laughs> right? Because it's like, well, right. I messed up twenty years ago. Here I am. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Also, when it comes to the things that we can have. Uh, some measure of control over we struggle with uh, the future yes oh absolutely you know absolutely who uh, we we go back to the the teens where am i going to go to college because right that that's something that we really worry about when we're 17 18 years old because where we go to where we think anyways that where we go to college is going to determine what job we have and what job right. i have is going to determine my level of happiness or joy or, or whatever <laughs> it's going to determine what who, who i'm able to marry or and, and stuff like that i can choose where i want to go to college for the most part sure but if i don't make the right choice ooh i better better look out <laughs> what what about my major you yeah. know all these yeah it's it's interesting how we get wrapped up in decision after decision after decision and how this impacts the future and what's going to happen if this happens and then what about this and then and then it's the endless possibilities what's what's funny about that though is that even though that is something that is not completely out of our control what we forget is there is still an element that's not under our control Mm mm-hmm and things are going to happen that you did not see coming, and yeah. it's going to change everything. Absolutely. And, I mean, I just can't how I can't count how many times uh, I can go back and look at what I thought was going to happen and what I thought I had planned out uh, with just life in general, and what uh, my wife and I thought were going was going to be the life that we were going to live, mm-hmm. and uh, whether it was where we thought we were going to be living or what kinds of uh, jobs either of us would have or how many kids we would end up having or when we would have kids and all just so many things And, and so many times it's it's been well now we've got it Whatever plans we had, we got to change it all. Yeah, because this happened. Yeah, and whatever we thought was going to happen, that's all out the window because now we're going this completely different direction. <laughs> and, yeah, and and sometimes that in and of itself can be worry-inducing. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I, I when you've got when you've got the mindset of Christ and those things that change sometimes don't seem as big of a deal maybe right right it's like like i i've i've i know some of your story in regards to to the to the job you have now and like how you got to this point and your your son is in it's in my youth group like like (laughs) i I know some of the aspects of that of that story and it you you still like i'm hearing you talk about like this is what we this is what my job was going to be this is how many kids (laughs) we were going to have this is where we're going to live yeah yeah well, you've got a job, you've got the kid, and you're working, you know, or, right, or right. You, and you live here. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that, it may not have been exactly what we thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but you know, things change. Yeah, 
you know, somewhere along the way, you we you have to learn that you have to be able to adjust. Yeah, and and be okay with that. Yeah, and and also be okay with the unknown yeah. that's out there because there's always going to be some element of that. Yeah, out there. So uh, let let me share a couple statistics that that uh, uh, about worry and uh, I think. Worry and anxiety kind of go hand in hand yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so what what I found interesting was that there was a, a twenty twenty survey done and was it was it twenty I mean you may not be able to answer this question. Like pre or post COVID. Yeah, was it pre or post COVID. I honestly don't know. Okay. <laughs> so at least before COVID, and it may be worse than this now. I don't know. Sixty two percent of the people who responded to this survey said they have experienced some degree of anxiety. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. And so I think of anxiety as like a little bit of a step beyond just I'm just concerned about something. Yeah. Anxiety is definitely over in the worry, you know, yeah. pit of your stomach, you may be losing some sleep, you may be, you know, that sort of thing. 62% I wouldn't be shocked if it was even higher than yeah. that now. Yeah, I was going to say, since the pandemic, it's, right. I don't know, people have <laughs> realized how fragile life is. <laughs> I think so, and, yeah. And that's honestly probably caused a lot of people, maybe who don't know Christ, to start to worry. Sure, sure. Uh, so the other piece of, of information that I thought was interesting, because I would not have necessarily guessed this, was that of those 62%, anxiety and, and worry was more common in women than in men, and it's almost two to one. Really? Men are lying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it may be that there is some of that, you know, that guys you know, aren't willing to admit that they're, that they're worried about that. But, but uh, yeah, like I said, that, that kind of surprised me. Uh, yeah, that but, does. And maybe generationally, you know, that change is going to adjust back more toward the median, toward the middle. Yeah. Uh, with with people your age or something. Well, I'm I'm thinking of this anecdotally, and I have no research to, <laughs> right. to back up what I'm saying. <laughs> I think of social media as one of the biggest problems with anxiety being prevalent in society today. Because, oh, sure. It just contributes so much yeah, to it. And we've talked about this before, but the, the comparison game, <laughs> the comparison game causes you to have a lot of anxiety. Absolutely. And it's, a, and it's always about stuff that doesn't matter, like right. where you're going on vacation, what kind of house you got, <laughs> what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear. Like none of that really matters, which is funny because Jesus says that. And is, is it Matthew 6 the when he talks yes. about yes. worrying, not adding to don't, your life? Don't worry about the clothes that you yeah. wear and don't worry about the food that you're <laughs> going is, to eat and those all these the, kinds of those things. Those are the two main things that people post. They're like, check out my new drip, you know? <laughs> right. And then they're taking a picture of their food. <laughs> like, those are the two things. Oh, why don't that, I get like, to go out to those kinds of restaurants? Yeah. <laughs> those are the two things that we want the world to know about us. Right, right. Um, Look at how great my life is because yeah. of all these things I'm doing or seeing and or either or you're, you're either <laughs> you're either doing that because you, you have a lot of money and you want everybody to know, or you are trying to catch up and you're trying right. to show off right. what you have, and that is that in and of itself is anxiety inducing because we have this idea of what our life is supposed to be like, and we can curate it to look like that on social media. Absolutely. But then we find ourselves living a lie, and then 
that in and of itself is is another anxiety inducing thing because then we have to figure out well who saw the post so like i can i can live (laughs) i can live like i want to live by myself but when i'm in front of them i have to live a certain kind of way you start living this just and i can i can i can see how if if that is uh, the reason why two to one women struggle with anxiety a little bit more than men I, i don't think men care as much about what people are are seeing them as they're they're a little bit for example i don't care if anybody judges me about me playing disc golf because i love disc golf i don't care what you say (laughs) right right but i I can see how perhaps that might that might affect um a girl right (laughs) especially a teenage girl um when their whole like like and this is true for guys as well we want to we, we seek the approval of yeah, other people. Yeah. Seeking the approval of other people, guess what? That can be anxiety <laughs> inducing. Everything can be anxiety inducing. Oh, sure. But when we look for Christ, it we realize, okay, none of this matters what I'm worrying about. Right. And you know, I think that what what we hope that you have heard us saying uh, thus far in this episode is is that no matter who you are, you're you're likely to encounter struggles with worry and anxiety uh, because of uh, the, the way the, the, the world is. And, and as Christians, we're, we're not exempt from the kinds of things that create stress, that create worry and anxiety in mm-hmm. our lives, because all of us experienced a global pandemic. Yeah. And <laughs> there were a lot of things that, that we had to worry about, or, well, we didn't have to, but there were a lot of things available for us to worry about related to the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, the the economy right now and how that's impacting everybody's budgets and financial situations. You know, there's economic stressors on everybody right now, Christian or not. And uh, and then of course, personal struggles that you have and things that you're going to be going through on a more personal level. All of that creates anxiety and worry, whether you're a Christian or not. Yeah. But what is supposed to make us different as Christians is how we deal with those worries, how we handle uh, those catalysts <laughs> for worry. And I wanted to to read from Philippians chapter 4 because... I think the Apostle Paul has some, through the inspiration of the of the Spirit, has some really important words for us about how we handle the anxiety and worry. Not not just stop worrying. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not it's not that simple. But he gives us the formula for dealing with it, and it's in Philippians chapter four, and it starts with verse six. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Dealing with worry and anxiety the first tool available to us, the first step in that process, I think, has to be prayer. Yeah. When we can take it to God, 
when we can go to him and converse with him about it, laying those burdens at his feet, laying the stressors that are in our lives, just handing it off to him. Yeah. Man, that's such a such a valuable tool. <laughs> well, and even with you just saying it, it just sounds peaceful. And that's what Paul describes it as. I mean, it is. Doesn't get much better than that. If if you've got something that is is tearing you apart, if you could just give it to somebody else and let them worry about it, <laughs> right, right, you can do that with God. Now, it might not work as fast or as easy as you you want it to, but that's where there, there's another another thing at your disposal. Right. As a, as a Christian, you're surrounded by uh, family, uh, brothers and sisters, people who have likely been through a lot of what you have been through. Who can help you? Exactly. It is so important for us to take advantage of that. It is, you, you want to, if you want to hold it in and try to figure it out on your own, I, I get it. But man, there is such value in seeking counsel from wiser people because it will, it, it likely will help you overcome whatever anxiety or worry that you have faster. That's right, and I th- and I think that, you know, the, that that the church family being available to us is 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 something we neglect too often. Oh man, absolutely. <laughs> so when we when I was putting my notes together, I thought of this song. It's called God's Family. It's an old hymn. I don't oh, know that, that we've sang it. Next time I lead singing, you can best bet we're gonna sing it. Do you think Do you think that one's on our our known list? Oh oh yeah, they know it here. <laughs> But I'm going to read you the, the, the chorus. It's very reminiscent of Ecclesiastes 3. But the, the writer, I don't know who the, the writer of this song was, but it goes like this. Sometimes we laugh together. Sometimes we cry. Sometimes we share together heartaches and sighs. Sometimes we'll dream together of how it will be when we all get to heaven, God's family. I think the laughing together and sometimes crying together we can do that's that's pretty easy. we know somebody's hurting we can cry with them it's easy to laugh with people but that sharing those heartaches and sighs that can be the part where we are like uh-uh. <laughs> i'm not doing that i'm not letting this person know my weakness do you know the people i know the most about my family members right and my goal because i love them is to help them that is the relationship we need to have with our church family. We need to be able to, to feel comfortable sharing whatever struggle it is I'm going with, whether it, it doesn't even have to be worry, but I need to feel comfortable going to somebody and, and seeking, again, counsel. That way they can help me overcome this. And you know what the first thing they're probably going to say to you is, can I, can I pray with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you've got two people praying about the situation. Right. It's just double power. No, That's right. Um, <laughs> Well, and, I, and that's that's the whole idea is to to share together, to to pray together, to support each other, bear each other's burdens. Galatians six. I mean, that's 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 what being a part of the family of God is all about. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a whenever you need it. At the end of our sermons, we we offer an invitation and say, right. Um, whatever your your need is, 
let it be known as we stand and as we sing. That's kind of the. It's <laughs> right. what I say when I end my sermons. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> that's what I always heard. So, it, it is something that we we have access to at all times. Like we we don't just stop being family. Right. When when the doors close, you know, like it's it's one hundred percent of the time we have access to it, which should give us a little bit of comfort. Well, I hope that what you have heard today as we as we have discussed am i a worrier is that it's not uncommon for worry to be a part of our lives but what we should acknowledge as christians as a part of our identity as followers of jesus is that we have unique ways of dealing with worry and anxiety yeah and uh, through that, through the prayer that we can have, the communication that we can have with God, and through the support that we can have in the family of God. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that uh, worry and anxiety is just going to be a part of our lives, yeah. and that, but we can deal with it in different ways. Although, <laughs> at the same time, you know, also acknowledging there are some things that that we can stop worrying about. Yeah, yeah. The, as as Jesus said, like, like you mentioned in the Sermon on the Mount, the uh, you know the, the clothing and the food, you know, the things that trust God. You know, yeah. we've got to learn to trust God to take care of us, to take care of the things that are out of our control, and let Him deal with those things, and then pray about the rest or pray about it all yeah yeah <laughs> all right anything else um i, I got one i got oh. one last thing all right um the, the going back to the lyrics of god's family sharing we can we can we can share what is troubling us individually right now i can also sure. share what troubled me in the past and the reason that i might want to do that is because it will help somebody else right if somebody is dealing with the same thing yeah. Yeah. Getting again, that's that's part of getting to know your family. And if if there's something that I, I've gone through and I know that while I was going through that, I didn't want anybody to know about it. I wanted to <laughs> take care of it myself. But looking back, I wish that I had had somebody to help me get through that. Be that somebody for somebody else. Right. Because again, if there's a problem that you've got in your life, there's probably somebody that's that's already gone through it. And if you've gone through it, help somebody else get through it. Definitely. All right. Well, we appreciate you tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, We pray that it has been beneficial to you and that it will help you grow in your identity as a follower of Jesus. Have a blessed day.